You are now listening to the Bucket Up Podcast. Find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts, my guy. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at the Bucket Hat Boys on Instagram, the Bucket Up Podcast on Facebook, and at Bucket Up Podcast on Twitter. On this episode of the Bucket Up Podcast, yeah, we bring on a very special guest, former football star and current rap artist, Arian Foster. We review Zombieland 2 and Dolomite is my name. Locker room talk at the LA Fitness. Uh, we talked to Aaron about the process of retiring from football. He talks about transitioning into rap and activism. We also talk about civil discourse. Kanye West's new album. Kanye West's new ways and much more. Even from the head up, I treat everybody the same, but I just try to... Uh, just be empathetic towards everybody's situation. That's cool, man. That, that's uh, a cool story because it's like, I feel like, you know, we all put, you know, I, you know, athletes and, you know, movie stars, everybody, you know, the celebrities on, like, pedestals. But it's just funny to think that, like, I could be in the middle of the day and being like, man, I wish I was home right now. And that was literally you at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my desk like, bro, I just wish I was watching Netflix right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> real, though. But there's like millions of people watching you and shit. Yeah. Mm. Hey, big stepper like big meat. Mm-hmm. I was taught to go and get it straight about the mud, little nigga. Murder, murder, murder. Keep my slugs, my nigga. I was taught to never show no love, my nigga. Papa Xanax. I ain't never had no feeling. What I got planned next? Gotta put the stars in the ceiling. Sliding down Fairfax. Nigga, I was plotting on the million. I wanna be a nigga. So that's on God, I ain't chillin'. Yeah, <laughs> perky, perky. Dirty soda. Hey, only talk bags on the Motorola. Hey, push the Hellcat like a old Corolla. Hey, I'ma let you. Yo, we live. You're now listening to volume 102 of the Bucket Up podcast. Here with your boy Ty Doyle, aka DJ Buttersauce, aka Taiwante, aka your mom called me over for the holiday season. And I'm here as always with the homie, the kid JB was good. Yo, 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 happy to be here. Me, the kid JB, aka Mr. Told You So, not because I'm always right, but when I'm right, I tend to say, hey, I told you so. AKA Mr. Over the Weather, Under the Weather for the last two weeks, finally kicking it. Um, definitely frustrated with the sniffles like you were talking about. I have no cat in my house. It's not allergies related. I just feel like uh, God's not letting me be great right now, so we'll get to that. But yeah, man, volume one or two of the Bucket Up podcast. Happy to be here. Extremely excited, man, because we got a guest in the building, in another building, is what we like to say. Uh, coming from another town, I don't know where at, but <laughs> Central Time. Finally got our clocks coordinated, but uh, for the Buckets that are sports fans, they'll know him from the NFL. For the other Buckets, our audience members that are outside the sports spectrum, heavy on Twitter, he's known for his music prowess and his now newly found political engagement. I'd say. Um, but yeah, bring him on, man. Arian Foster, welcome to the pod, bro. What's up, man? How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Yeah, man. Glad to have you on. That's that's what we feeling. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Really, really yeah. hyped, dude. Uh, we linked up, <clears throat> uh, you know, I will say to the Buckets, aka our audience, uh, on Twitter, man, that's the social media 
presence that I kind of I have the weakest link on. I'd say I'm heavy on Instagram. I've been on Facebook, but when it comes to Twitter, I have seen the most movement and the motion when it comes to you know social growth and this type of uh, podcast engagement and stuff. I've seen the most waves on Twitter, so you know I reach and I'm out there trying to engage and you know mix and mingle and stuff like that. But Arians out there, man, responding to people heavy. Uh, I will say I've jumped on a couple of threads trying to be that typical guy, just trying to strike while the iron's hot. And uh, yeah, man, um, appreciate you, you know, reaching out to the point where you're coming on the pod, man. But uh, pretty much to give you a background, Ty and I started about like two, three years ago. We used to work together. Um, we were just like the funny coworkers at the office. We uh, Ty's still there. I yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jesse is not. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked around, got, got fired. Little, but, got uh, just a little fire, bro. A little fire. <laughs> uh, but yeah, long story short, dude, we started by doing uh, Bucket Hat Fridays. Shouts to Schoolboy Q. If you're a fan. Um, I'm no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm well versed in Schoolboy Q. And he rocks yeah. the bucket hats, bro. The tie was all about bucket hats. And he was like, bro, I'm trying to start a movement, trying to do like bucket hat Fridays. Uh, I personally don't. I didn't think I looked good in a bucket hat. And my homie from my roommate actually worked at a bar, got a free bucket hat, gave it to me. I br- went into work that next day. Ty and I was like, yo, this is lit. You know, everyone's, you know, talking about the bucket hats. We did a movie. We did a picture. And it, we looked like Lethal Weapon, the movie cover. Yeah, cause we were back to back. It's been a minute since I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it's back yeah. to back like Lethal Weapon. It's also a Drake bar. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we put the picture back to back. We looked like the actual album cover, the movie cover. And then by popular demand, people started requesting movies. Every week went on. And we started <clears> doing <throat> a movie cover a new week. And then uh, Bro Bible saw us on Twitter as well. And wrote an article about us, and we kind of got our taste of internet fame, if you will, at that point in time. Um, and then, like I said, yeah, I fucked around, I got fired from the job, and then <laughs> I got in a car accident, actually, and was on the shelf for, like, 12 months. And people hit me up, like, yo, when's the next movie cover? And I'm like, fam, I don't know if you've seen, but, like, I just got out the hospital, so, like, we got <laughs> we have to wait on that. But then, uh, pe- yeah, uh, people were hitting us up, and then we started the pod, and... Yeah, 102 episodes later, we're here. That's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, we you know we pride ourselves on organic chemistry, as we like to say, because the stuff uh, we talk about are like social engagements, uh, life thoughts, the type of stuff you think about in the shower. Um, and <laughs> yeah, daily adulting stuff. You know, uh, you know, obviously we we go into entertainment, some recent news every now and then. But you know, for the most part, when we bring on guests, we like to you know, talk to them about their lives, you know, their background, you know, and like, you know, specific things into their kind of like profession and how they can, you know, help people who's also trying to grow in that profession as well. Gosh, I'm with it, man. Let's, let's, let's dive in. All right, word, man. Well, yeah, throughout the weekend, man, we got uh, Ty. He's a big movie fan, and he hits the movies heavy. So we'll do a little movie review. I personally, you know, I'm on and off with the movies, and I'm kind of vague with the references. But uh, did you see anything this weekend, Ty? Or Arian? We'll get to it. Uh, I did not go to see anything. Um, we didn't. We didn't have a pie last week. What? I saw Zombieland. That was cool. But I feel like it's, I'm a little. It was late good. It. It was yeah, good. Zombieland was pretty good. Did you see the first one? Yeah, that, that shit was amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. I would say it's not as good as the first one, but you know what I'm saying? Like you go in the movie, you know what you expected. And so you probably you're going to get what you what you came for for the most oh, part. That's that's cool. Cuz yeah. like what I loved about the first one was like um it was well written. Like mm-hmm. it sounds corny like a zombie movie with Woody Harris. It sounds corny as hell, but it was very well written. The graphics were dope and uh, it was funny. So it's like that's why I was really impressed with it. Yeah, yeah. It's I, it's like the same thing, you know what I mean? Gotcha. I'm with it. All right. Um, yeah, I saw um for the first time the first one. I haven't seen the second one, but um, Maleficent. Oh, you saw the first one, not the second one? Yeah, yeah, that was that was dope as hell. I can't wait to see the second one now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I, I saw it a couple years ago. I don't rem- only thing I remember is her. I guess this is a spoiler, but you know how that hey, movie whoa, was like four whoa, years old. Hold on, spoiler for the second one? No, 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 for the first one. Oh, I was like, damn, fam, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> nah, 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 I ain't seen the second one yet. But I just know in the first one, she get her wings clipped by yeah, old def- boy. Was, yeah, yeah, it was messed up. After she trusted him, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. Um, a bum for that. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I, 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 I haven't seen the second one yet. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's out here. Disney's always doing numbers. Um, But that, I, what I did see this weekend, though, is on Netflix the the Eddie Murphy movie My Name Is Dolomite. Oh, I, I was actually uh, went to that premiere. Oh, oh, so you saw it too? Yeah, I saw it, it was those. Nice. I, I I didn't know it was a true story until yeah. the end. I had no clue. Oh, did you never see? You never heard of the Dolomite movies in the seventies? I, mean, I heard like I, it was like rung a bell, but it didn't really sink in until after they showed the real footage, and you're like, oh snap! Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah, like I guess if the audience didn't know, uh, Dolomite was like a black exploitation film in the seventies, which which was like big, you know. That was like I feel like it only ran in the seventies and they just stopped. They was like, all right, we done, you know what I mean? It was basically mm-hmm. all like the, except for unless you want to count uh, Enter the Dragon, kind of as a nah, as that's, a black. That's a classic. That's just a. It classic. is. That's a classic though. But yeah, no. So yeah, Dolomite was one, and the Eddie Murphy movie is pretty much him playing the guy's life. Uh, Ruby Ray. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is his last name? Robbie yeah. Ray something something. I I I'm mad I messed that up. But you get to see um Wesley Snipes back in action, yeah. man. Yeah, Wesley Snipes was good in it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Eddie Murphy killed it. I'm I'm excited to see what his stand-up's gonna be. Um, especially after this movie. Hey, Murphy uh, got a stand-up coming. He got a he got a stand-up coming out on Netflix too. as part of the deal. I don't know if I want to see that, man. I don't, I'm, he I'm talked about he retracted his thoughts though. Man. Didn't he say something like that? Well, he's like, he said, he, well, no, nah, like, I'm saying I'm saying I don't want to see it just because it's like, yo, he gave us one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. Like, you don't even need to do stand-up anymore. Uh, I got you. I, yeah, I'm like, I'm also like, you know, you take 30 years off of anything, you're gonna be a little rusty, right? Yeah, but them dudes always. They always like sharpen their swords. They they go like because like, that's what I like about being on coasts like L.A. or New York, and mm-hmm. I just go to comedy clubs because you never know like anybody can pop in and they just sharpen their material. Like I've seen I've seen plenty of cats like random like I seen Kevin Hart at a Laugh Factory on like a Monday late late night like stuff like that. You see like Dave Chappelle pop in like it's crazy. Anybody can just pop in. It's pretty dope. Oh, you think crazy. that is benefit? You think that's beneficial or harmful for like a comedian trying to come up? Because then. Yeah, obviously they're not going to steal the light from someone big like that that night. Or was it good because it kind of like laid up their performance? Are you talking about from a comedian's perspective or mine? No, a comedian. Like I was just thinking like a comedian. Like if you were on stage or me or anyone was like performing and then Kevin Hart or some big name came and then was just using their material to workshop. And then obviously you're not going to be the funniest comedian that night because 
someone bigger came. But yeah. do you think it would be helpful because then, like, you got more people to show out? Or would it kind of be like they stole the, the light that night? No, I think it's a, it's a perspective thing. Like, yeah. if I think if you're not, like, insecure, you would view it as, like, a, an honor. Like, yo, yeah. because you're trying to get there eventually, right? And so you, right. you should have some kind of respect for the reverence that they that they bring in. And so you just sit back and watch. And, I, I mean, even if you don't feel... Like he's funnier than you, because most comedians don't. Most any 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 person that's any that's kind of master any craft that's trying to master any craft, you feel like you're the best at it, or else you wouldn't yeah. be doing it. And so obviously you probably feel like you're better than the person getting the more notoriety. But it it's fun to like it, I would take it as an opportunity, just like yo, pick his brain, like like how I did would, you get there? Do what you do. Go ahead. I was about to say I would take it as just getting a free show. You know what I mean? Like I feel like most of the time when people would probably look up to, you know what I'm saying, the Kevin Hart's and the and the Eddie Murphy's of the world. You know, you, I mean I'd probably be mad if you took my spot that night and I was chilling here waiting, got the butterflies in my gut, and then you just come out <laughs> of nowhere and I'm like, Alright, I guess I ain't going on. I right, shit, but you know what I'm saying? A comedian is like a it's like a tight knit group like they take care of each other from what I know of, of, of comedians like yeah I from yeah I mean I've definitely I'm not you know friends with many of them but I've definitely watched my documentaries and stuff like that about how it's like a community and they respect the idea of like uh, yeah. somebody workshopping a joke and nobody stealing or stepping on toes and stuff like that yeah 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 which is cool because every audience is different too so you it's not like the comedian knows what jokes are gonna hit or not right. Yeah, like, and that's that's why they that's why they work on material because like when you're writing a new stand-up, like you just you don't know what's gonna work, you don't know how it's gonna flow, and so they just go in there. And sometimes it don't be funny, sometimes it do. That also makes it crazy because you yeah. know what I'm saying. You might think this is hilarious and this and shit just don't land. You just sitting there like, well, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. actually, uh, who was it? I was watching that. Ricky was it not Ricky Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Um, no, no, not him. It was who's the dude that that did the Pat Oswalt. Oh, Pat yeah. Oswalt was in the Laugh Factory. I was in L.A. and uh, and he did that just that. He was telling jokes and like one of them didn't hit. He was like, "All right, that shit didn't work." And he, like, <laughs> 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 he literally had a notebook and was just like, "Yo, all right, that one worked." It was funny. Yo, I, funny. What's it? Uh, what's the dude's name? The dude from Blackish who plays uh, Dre's friend at work, uh, Dion Cole. Okay. Uh, he does a stand up like that too, where he just like he got the notebook and he just reads the one line. I heard like, he, he just came out with one, didn't he? he just came out I need to watch that one. I just saw. One I heard it was one. good. I heard it was good, but I mean, I, I don't. I never really trust people's opinions, but I heard it was good. Mm. Well, there, there has to be like uh, also when you're that good as a comedian, you are you do have success, like an evident success from movie roles and stuff like that, and you do crack a couple of jokes and they don't hit. There has to be some sort of like security, knowing like, well, yeah, I'm still good at this, just not. Like those specific jokes didn't work. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I, they they've been at it so long at that point. When you're doing that, you're just like, all right, that wasn't funny, so <laughs> I'll move on. Yeah. Well, I'm that saying like way different when you're like <laughs> when you're new. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? You, you got all your shit got to hit. Yeah. Right. 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 Because that's what I was saying though. Is if like their joke didn't hurt hit, then they're like, damn, I'm maybe not should be a comedian. Maybe I'm not that funny, you know. Where like somebody that is funny is just like, all right, this joke wasn't good. I know I'm a funny person, just not a good joke. I mean, it's that's a it's a tough trade, man. I sit there and it's it's I always it's weird. Like you go to because I go to a lot of comedy shows because I love them, and so like you just like you buy a ticket and you sit in there and you're just like make me laugh, like yeah. say funny shit. <laughs> 
That's that's wild when you think about it. <laughs> it is wild. You and know, it's a stranger, you know. I yeah, was actually exactly. wondering because I went to a comedy club and I had a great time. It was I think I, it was Marlon Wayans Jr. and uh, he was funny as shit. But I, I was wondering like I'm wondering if I'm like more like willing to laugh because I know I went to a comedy show oh, and yeah. I'm like you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying because like oh. I don't want to go there and not laugh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess that does happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even being in the room like makes you it, it, the the environment makes things probably a little more funny than they are. But that's why I respect like specials that you watch when you're just in your house and there's that's not and when they're funny, that means they're real fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my friend, there is a difference between having a funny friend or like being a person that's funny opposed a difference than like actually being a comedian or someone oh. that could like make oh. people laugh. Uh shout out to my homie Tony works for uh serious he was talking about how his friend said something like yo you made funny tony he's like word like comedian funny and he's like oh nah nah you're not like funny all the time i'd say you're like <laughs> you're like you're like 70 percent funny he's like word 70 70 70 30 he's trying to figure out times where he's like so now every time he says something he looks at the friend like is that was that comedy funny or was that me funny yeah, yeah he's like nah funny. i said uh but yeah i guess transitioning man uh for me, I usually have these awkward scenarios every now and then. Um, you know, I, I consider myself a normal dude, but every now and then I have these weird encounters. And we talk about it on the pod and talk about like ways that we would have handled it differently. Um, this is actually funny because it transitions perfectly. Uh, I'm somebody that likes to laugh. Um, when it comes to somebody trying to tell a joke, though, I'm not good at giving somebody a pity laugh or like if they're not funny. I turn it into an awkward scenario because then it's like hard for me to just tell that person they're not funny. I try to just remove myself, especially if it's like uh, socially awkward, right? Um, I was at the gym the other day and there was a an employee cleaning, like, you know, janitor, you know, cleaning up late at night. And she's a female, but in the male locker room. So there was a sign that said, like, attention members, there's a female employee working in the male locker room, like, please be respectful. Uh, and this dude just goes, loud as can be, so she could hear him, goes, oh, man, I was just going to whip my dick out. And, like, looks at me, like, for, like, confirmation. And, you know, not the, not the flex. I, I consider myself a feminist. You know what I'm saying? I progress. <laughs> I'm progressive, so respect the ladies, respect the females. So I, nah, but I was like, nah, that wasn't funny like in the slightest, you know. And that's twelve. That's corny as hell. Forty something. I had to guess. You know what I'm saying? But and, I, I mean, that that brings up. Oh, so go ahead, finish your story. Oh, uh, my bad. So then he kept looking at me with the pity laugh, and I just couldn't give it to him. So I just walked out. And while <laughs> I'm walking. While I'm walking out, I hear him like say like, "Oh, sorry, miss. You know, I had to make that joke." And I was like, "Ah, oh, he's making it worse. Like he's making it worse, man." Yeah, this is a Yeah, this is a problem. That was that was that was in bad taste. That was horrible. My fault. But like that, I was thinking about this shit the other day. Like, it's wild how like, and I'm not like a super feminist or anything. But you know, I'm all for work, women's rights, whatever. Yeah. But like, when you think about our society and like how creepy it is to be a woman bro that's crazy like i mean thinking about like as dudes you don't have that much fear like going out at night and walking to your car or you know what i'm saying or going to the grocery store at any time and like you don't like factor in like yo somebody might try to rape me like it's not a you're not thinking about that right oh, like, women do like that's something that they actually have to account for in their head right. and then i was even thinking about this <laughs> like 
the the only reason why we have men's and women's bathrooms is because dudes are creepy. Like yeah. it's the only, <laughs> it's reason, the only reason, bro. That shit is just, I was I was because like there was a there was a dual bathroom like there were in this restaurant. It was like it was in, I was in San Diego and it's rare. Those are rare shit. And I was just like, yo, this shit. This is how it should always be. But dudes are really fucking creepy, man. This is wild. Yeah, yeah. I know it was one of those ones where it's like you walk in. And there's just like a sink, but then like the doors got doors on, like there's yeah, on the stalls. All stalls, yeah, it's all yeah. stalls. Yeah, I've been in one of those, and I was confused as shit. And then a girl walked out. I'm like, oh, am I in the wrong? Oh, I'm so, the so, sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the hell? Uh, that's funny because I feel like you know I used to you know obviously when I was in high school and stuff you know I wasn't really as in tune with like you know you know how what you know what women go through and that mm-hmm. as, as I've like you know learned more as I've grown. It's like funny how I try, like I think about that shit now. Because yeah. even like last night I was at the bar with my homie, and like you know everybody's it's Halloween. I I guess weekend even though it's it's Thursday, and there's like you know a bunch of girls dressed up as Ninja Turtles, and my homie he like wanted me to wingman. He's like, yo, should I go up to that girl over there? And I'm like, yeah, bro, do it. Why not? And then I was like, I mean, she probably just trying to chill and hang out with the girls. <laughs> exactly. Maybe don't bother. This is wild, man. You giving you giving him mixed signals? Yeah, he's just like, yo, like, what you doing? Like, I mean, but then again, I mean, what other chance you gonna have to talk to her? But then, you know, she might think you creepy. I don't know, bro. Don't don't ask me. You gotta read her. You gotta read her her body language and her. She's not. It's it's weird, man. But I couldn't. I give it out to women, but it's hard to be a woman, though. Hard. I'm not even a feminist. See, man, we got you. It's contagious. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Also, like, what's sad is, you know, working in an office job, and you see a lot of every girl has on their keychain either pepper spray or some sort of pocket knife. And it's like, fam, I got, like, a Pikachu on my shit. Like, you know, yeah, like, I'm in, a lanyard. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm in no threat. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't even I don't have nothing on my keychain. Y'all excuse my, my baby making noise, man. Uh, it's all <laughs> it's good. good. Well, for the babies, man. Children and, children and puppies, that's our shit. Children. Uh, but, cats. Uh, oh, yeah, cats, too. Got to give them respect. Uh, but, nah, man, that's something that, like, I think about because, like, uh, there's times where I try to make a joke, and if it's not funny, I would, yeah, hope somebody gave me a, a pity laugh or something like that to a point where I couldn't tell it was a pity laugh. But I also pride myself on my, like, library of jokes, and I know I'm never taking it to, like, a, a, a socially awkward or, like, feminist or racist, sexist, anything that's pushing the envelope because we all have jokes that push the envelope, but it's in within your, you know, your homie of, you know, forever years, and you don't, you know, yeah. no one knows what you say and stuff. But exactly. for, I just don't know, dude. Like, what is? And I'm not trying to have you solve this problem. Obviously, it's an ongoing issue. Oh, I'm gonna figure it out right now. Alright, <laughs> man, it, chop it up for me. But like, no, what goes in someone's head to think that by being controversial or being like edgy, it's like automatic respect because. This dude, if it was a guy, a guy employee, he wouldn't make a dick joke, let alone any joke. He wouldn't be like, "Yo, bro, get the corners when you Windexing." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have said anything. It was the fact that it was a girl and there was dudes around, so it was like a way to try and grab masculinity. You know, be the alpha male, whatever it is. And you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe our thought process is not perfect. Nah. But I'm just like. You know, like, damn, fam, that's not funny. You know, maybe I, I, I acted a little wild. Like, I, I acted like the building was on fire. I just walked out. Like, I didn't, like, need to really <laughs> scamper out like that. Like, like you had a gun and shit. But, nah, um, 
I, I was just like, nah, like, I don't know. Not, so, again, towing that line with not being a, be like, yo, I'm perfect. Like, I don't know what dudes got, you know, they fucked up. But uh, I was just thinking about that. And that tri- trickles into not just sexism. Like, I've heard wild jokes. It could have been, like, if she wasn't, even if he didn't make a dick joke, if he would have made, like, a, oh, why is she not in the kitchen or something stupid like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know where you're at again, but out here, we live in Arizona, and, you know, I'm from New York, and I'm, you know, a liberal, and I'm very, you know, I guess progressive, but it's a little different out here, and I kind of so have to bite. That's a Republican state, ain't it? It is. Yeah. It's hard. It's, yeah. It's getting a little more mixed purple, I guess. Yeah. They keep telling us uh, the the city part is is pretty mixed from, you know, you know, most of the people that lives on the outskirts are, you know, old white people. And that's usually what tends to be Republican, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I let's see. I um, it's 2008. I was there for probably like five months, six months, something like that. I was training for the NFL combine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I wasn't that like politically active back then. So I didn't really register i wasn't even like paying attention but like just being politically politically active now you kind of understand what state is is, is well, which yeah. arizona is. but i don't know man to answer your question i think it's just um uh one i think we live in a, like a toxic society that from the onset was just built on racism and sexism like yeah. um and it's just it's i mean we're slowly getting i like quote unquote better whatever that means but it's just one of those things, man. It's just a whole bunch of insecurities, man. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's like these power, these power dynamics. People just love to feel like they're like in the driver's seat of whatever in their heads. It is not even a real thing. And uh, I mean, as long as that permeates, people are always gonna do stupid shit like that. True. Yeah. Do, uh, do you have any siblings? <clears throat> yeah, I got two, two, well. Oh, shit, I don't even know now. Hold on, because <laughs> my, my mom married, and so it's like, oh, she oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, so four, four siblings. Okay, and you got any older one? There are any older? They're all, they're all older. Okay, except tight. First for one, yeah. Okay. My, my um, sister, how old is she, Maria? I don't know how old Maria is. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much all older. Yeah. I, I got you. So. I'm horrible for birthdays and shit. I'm the worst with this. Shit. Yeah, Facebook helps with that a lot for sure. Yeah, um, Facebook. That's why. Mm. Yeah. Snapchat gives you a little ice cream cake on their name. Mm. Facebook is is lethal because it's like everybody was on there and now everybody's starting to get off for obvious reasons. And yeah. then that's how you forget a homie's birthday. It's <laughs> 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 like, hey, was it Andrew's birthday the other day? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he, he's hitting you up like, we trying to go out tonight? You're like, for what? He's like, for what, bro? I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now what I was getting at is like, I also think having siblings and like, also a good group of like friends to like check you out throughout and like you know put you in check is also a big factor and uh this dude i'm just gathering like any group of friends he has he always felt the need to be like nah i'm the alpha i'm the leader and stuff like that um i don't know i just uh at times it's funny because like you know i got an older brother older sister and like we definitely bump heads and argue on ideologies outside of like life or inside of life and stuff like that throughout but i also agree that like I feel like as a kid, you say things that you shouldn't, and they'll be like, yo, like, don't say that here and there. Because everything, you know, there's context and there's time and place for everything. Yeah. You get checked. Right. But mm-hmm. this guy could live a whole life when not getting checked, but then thinking that's the norm. Like, because you know, or I don't know if, he, like, I don't know for sure, but he could have been on the phone the, that night 
calling his friend being like bro i said the funniest joke the earlier <laughs> and his friend's like yo that's hilarious instead right. of being like ah you said that's kind of whack bro you that's said that cool. like and i don't think we should be friends anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 a lot of it is um uh just like emotional intelligence right like people mm. don't understand like other like, or just like empathy like, yeah. like you don't like, you don't have any idea how that would make that woman feel in that moment like she's, I mean, one, she's she's cleaning uh, at late night, and it's and it's and it's in the men's bathroom. Like, what are you? That, like, you have right, no she, idea. Like, you know, she already kind of feeling like, mm. all right, hopefully nobody says some shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. That's why man. they got a. That's why they got a damn sign in the first place. You know it's, what I mean? Exactly. The fact that you have to put a sign is exactly because I'm like, all right, there's cleaning ladies in here. Like, you know, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I yeah, obviously put a sign in because that's not the first time that's happened. Yeah, exactly right. I usually try to go above and beyond, like, in any kind of customer service stuff, like whether it's the cleaning lady or whether it's somebody that I'm checking out with, like at the cash register or, or just any anything. Because I think often in a society we get so, um, uh, people people put people in roles, right? Like yes. you look at your cash register, like, yo, they were born to be my cash register, right? Like that person doesn't want to do that shit, but they're just doing it. That's that's what they're doing at this particular moment. They got mm-hmm. dreams, they got goals, they aspirations, and that's how I try to treat people. So I always try to put a smile on their face. I'm sound super corny and fortune cookie shit, but it's a real thing that I that I that I try to aspire to do because uh, this world is just filled with like these stereotypes. And if you start thinking of people like that, like it, you lose the empathy. And the internet is desensitizing us anyway because you just see so much shit that like you don't even think twice about. You just bring me up, like. And so I, I always speak out. Like there's one dude. I remember there's one dude. Um, we were at we were at brunch. Um. And uh, he found a hair in his food and he fucking storms. And we were sitting right by the kitchen. He storms up and he looks at the lady. He goes, is that normal? Is that normal? Is this normal? I got hair in my food. Is this normal? Is this new stuff? And I, I snapped. I was like, hey, bro, shut. Cut it out. What are you doing? Right. He like wouldn't even look at me. I was like, hey, man, take that. Out. Like, don't do that, bro. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? Right. Like, it's a hair, bro. Like, you don't think that you think the woman was like. I'm gonna fuck with this dude. Even if she was, like, bro, like she's having a bad day. Like, like nobody wants to be at their job for the most part, bro. Yeah. But you have to, and so treat people like that. It was, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny too, because it's like, bro, everybody got hair. Like every time I get a hair in my shit, I'm I, like, oh shit, and I just tell them like, bro, I got a hair. Like I, I never I, trip. I've never. Right, I'm not. I'm not mad at you or nothing like that, but like I'm not gonna eat the hair. But you know what I'm saying? Like I would, you know, can you give me some, you know, another dish. Know. You know what I'm saying? I grew up. I grew up real poor, man. So it's like, I'll pick it out. It's not that crucial. It's really man. not that big a deal. I'll, I'll be picking it out. But I'm more saying that's, something because usually they be like, all right, uh, yeah, we'll take that off your bill. And I'm like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if it's my color hair, I'll just assume it's it might, it really like, might you know, be your hair or some shit. Might, no, funny, funny, funny story in the world, dog. So I had a, I got a, I got a cap on my um, tooth. I don't know enough about dental, but I think it's a cap, right? I, ha- I had a cap, and they were gonna have a filling or some shit like that. And uh, one night, we were uh, we ordered pizza. All as, it was like all the homies was over. We ordered pizza, it was like little get together, we was having drinks and shit. And I was, we was eating the pizza, and that tooth fell. And <laughs> but I didn't know it because I, it, I, it was fresh. It was that day, and it fell out. And I, I take a bite, and I was like, "There's a fucking tooth." Get my pizza, dog. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and it was like, there's like, there's like, there's no way. You have I was like, dog, look. And everybody was grossed out. Everybody oh. just put their pizza back. And we called, we called. He was like, yo, like, 
there was a tooth. And she was like, are you are you kidding me? I was like, no, there was a tooth in my pizza. Like, that, that's insane. Like, And she was like, that's disgusting. I was like, yeah. I know. That's nasty, man. I'm not, that's not a hair, bro. That's a tooth. It's a human tooth. And she was like, we'll, we'll wipe it off. It's like, don't worry about it. And then the next day, it hit me. I was like, that was my tooth. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That was horrible. Everybody in that restaurant is like, yo, I'm never coming back to this place. Yeah, no, we, we was at the house. They they delivered it. Right? Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so we, we had called them. We was like, yo, this is wild. There's a tooth. But uh, no, that shit was a hilarious story. I'm thinking you in the whole restaurant and like, no, no, no. All nah. the tables around you freaking out. Flipping <laughs> Like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and that guy from before is like, see, man, is they tripping, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I've definitely had that. I've seen people trip out at restaurants and stuff like that. That's also going with the, um, you know, you've heard that analogy when people say like, oh, I feel like my life is a movie and shit like that. And it's like, but they never think that like maybe you're not the main character. Like your life could be a movie, but like maybe you're not the main character. You're just like an extra in someone's shit. Yeah. And and uh, you know I feel, what I'm saying? I feel like if you want to say life is a movie, but we're all playing different roles in everybody's movie, you know what I mean? Well, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like, so back to when Eric, like the dude tripping about the hair, it's like he's trying to say that uh, him experiencing hair and his food is not normal, right? But then by him making your experience bad by yelling and killing the vibe, he doesn't experience and think that that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And pe- People won't be like, nah, they fucked up my day. But in the process of fixing your day, you're fucking other people's day up. Yeah. Like, how are you not, how are you numb to that? I think that's that just, stuff? I mean, that speaks to a larger thing that most people are just nearsighted. They only think yeah. about what they, what's in their bubble. It's like, you could, you could, you could always tell when people are, you know, if somebody's the only child, you can kind of tell. I could always tell when a white person don't really mess around with, like, be around black people that much. No you know question. what I mean? But, like, shit they say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you could just no always question. tell that because people... But, like, they never think, you know, outside of, like, you know, the people that they interact with, like, how other people might feel. You know what I'm saying? That's why we get these situations like this. Yep. talking about putting people in boxes so transitioning bro from you know like i said most of the football fans know you from the nfl um but you retired back in 2016 i think right after you played for the dolphins for a bit um what's that like do you just text your agent like yo i'm out or is it like a more formal you give an email and stuff like that 
Uh no, nah, uh, I did it really informal. I did it in the mid-season. Like, I, I did it how you're not supposed to. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought, I, I thought I heard you say that on the pod before. That's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. So, what was like? Was it? I was. It was like game eight, six, seven, eight, or something like that. And uh, I was just looking up in the stands, and I was like, "Yo, I don't. I just don't want to. I'm gonna do this anymore." Like, <laughs> like I, at the time, I was reading this book. Um, it was a book on physics by Brian Greene. And uh, I was really into the book, and I was just—I was at the game, like yo, I just want to go home and read my book. Like I don't, <laughs> care. I don't care. That's so and, uh, fun to hear, man. Anyway, I love it. Keep going. Because it was like, yo, I grew up loving ball, and like, um, I remember always having a conversation with my dad, like, yo, how, how do, how am I gonna know when it's time to retire? And he said, he says, your body will tell you, and I, you know, until it hits you, like it's, a, it's a weird, it's like a, like a, that felt like a movie, right? And I was in the moment. I was like, "Yo, it's it's time." Like, I don't, I, I'm I'm not into it anymore. It is what it is. And so the way I did it was, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to um after the game. Um, usually like Mondays is just like you go recover your body. Maybe you meet. Sometimes some teams don't. Like we didn't though. But I went to the, to the coach's office and told him I wanted to highlight him real quick. And I I told him like, "Yo, I just I can't do this anymore. Like I don't. I I'm I'm, I'm gonna retire." He's like, "What?" And he, he was like super surprised. <laughs> People always wait it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The way I explained it to him, I think that's why, I, you know, I had a lot of love for him because he respected how I did it. And I was just like, yo, man, like, like this ain't basketball, bro. Like, if I'm if I'm not 100% in it, I could hurt myself or hurt somebody else. Yeah. Right? Not only that, it's like, y'all are trying to win, right? Like, I'm not into your know, season winning or losing right now. I'm just not my, yeah. I'm not into it. I was like, so... Like I'm wasting your time, and then you're wasting my time, and I'm taking your money. I was like, it's not, it's just not a good situation all around. So I was like, it'd be best if y'all just let me bow out, like without any kind of problems. And he was like, take, take a day, take two days, and and if you still feel like that, we'll respect it. And then I did. The next day, I was even more sure. And um, <laughs> it was really cool though, cause like they could have took like my signing bonus, and they could have made a big old deal about it, maybe pay back money. But they were just like, they respected what I did there, so they were just like, nah, nah do do it how you, have you want to do it, have you want to release it we'll do it. we'll follow your way and i was that's really dope that's yeah. yeah that's cool man because i feel like not that you i mean you i feel like you hear all the time about how the organizations are with like how they do the players sometimes so like that's, that's cool as hell it's really yeah it's rare it was rare it was a rare thing but i think it was just a testament to like how i treated people like i was really like i mean not to like toot my own horn or anything like that, but it's just like a real thing like i try to do that to everybody around me whether it's the people cooking in the cafeteria or whatever like i was always even from the head up, I treat everybody the same, but I just try to uh, just be empathetic towards everybody's situation. That's, that's cool, man. That, uh, that's a cool story because it's like, I feel like, you know, we all put, you know, I, you know, athletes and, you know, movie stars, everybody, you know, the celebrities on like pedestals, but it's just funny to think that like I could be in the middle of the day and being like, man, I wish I was home right now. And that was literally you at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my desk like, bro, I just wish I was watching Netflix right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> real though. But there's like millions of people watching you and shit. You're like, you know what? <laughs> nah. for eight yards, you just step out of bounds like, bro, I just want to read. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. It's funny though. That's He's funny. like, fellas from the, I just want to cuddle up to a good book, fam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's facts, bro. Uh, well, I mean, you were a beast, bro. You're a mad good football, bro. I mean, I know you've heard it a million times. Um, but you know, uh, throughout you know your career or your post life or post career football career, you've been messing with music. But I imagine that started as well from the start when you were loving football and from a kid and stuff. So when did your music and your like I guess artistry start? 
Yeah, I've been I've been writing music since I was a kid. I got into poetry when I was real, real young. Like um, one of the stories I always tell is um, uh, who who I think the greatest writer of all time is Saul Williams. Like I'm talking about better than Shakespeare, better like the best pen has ever lived is Saul Williams. Um, and he's alive, and he's my favorite writer of all time. And he had this um, <clears throat> he had this poetry site like website back when dial up was we we had dial up computers. Um, and I was like, like 10, 11, 12, something like that. And, uh, he had this like forum where people posted poems on and, um, and you had to be, a, I think you had to be a certain age, but anyway, I lied. And, uh, I used to just write poems like all the time. I just submit poems and I, I just got started getting really good so much. So you like, you kind of develop a little community in those forums. I don't know if you remember how they used to go, but like you do, it's like a community and, um, and people were really encouraging me to continue writing. They didn't know I was a little kid, but they were like, I remember one of the, one of the messages really stuck with me to this day. He was like, um, he was like, man, one day I aspire to write like you. Like, and I was like, you know, I'm 12, fam. <laughs> but, it was, but it was just really dope. Like, this is a forum who, who people who appreciate literature, right? This is a forum who, like, if you're a Saul Williams, like, I, you probably don't even know who he is. But he's behind a lot of the, probably the musicians that you like. Or, like, he's wrote, he's written amazing work, just amazing work. But it's like, if you're a fan of him, you're a fan of literature, right? And so, like, the forum that he created, like, that's that's the kind of audience that I that I loved to cultivate is like people who are in love with literature. And so it started from a young age loving writing. And so as that you know, everybody has the genre that they love, right? And I was hip hop of course. Um and so when you messing around as a kid, you start to get the fruity loops and you start to get, you know, the little recording program. <clears throat> and I just fell in love with it. And so I I, I was always doing always making I've recorded thousands of songs. Um but uh, I was I had a planning on actually uh, releasing something while I was in the league, but the stuff that I was making it just didn't I didn't feel right about it I didn't feel like I had I could give it the time that it needed and give it the love that it needed. <clears throat> like I recorded a couple tracks with like Bum B, like three or four tracks with Bum B, <laughs> and uh, I just wasn't happy with them. I'm like I'm not gonna put this out. I just it just didn't give it the feel that I wanted. I wasn't involved in the whole process, and so when I retired that's the first thing I did was like revamp all my studio equipment. Cause I always had a studio. It was like a makeshift one though. Not even a makeshift, but it was like, it, it, I didn't have like a real one. And so I revamped all my studio equipment and like, I was like, I right, am a dig in for real now. Like it, I was always making music, but now it was like, um, I got to, I got to fall in love with it. Like just me, just me in the studio and nothing else. I don't have to get up and go to the training. I don't have to do this. It was just, that was all I, I did. And so, I, um, yeah, so I released the project, uh, and after that we um, we signed with Mass Appeal actually, um, Nas's Nas's record label, and uh, and so I got another project I got to put out um, uh, next year, and uh, I got a probably like a three pack I'm actually gonna release in like a month or something like that. But it's just dope that I can I can give it the time and love that I feel like it needs. With uh, the society that we live in of like, <clears throat> you you know, stick to football, shut up and dribble that type of shit. Do you find yourself having to maneuver the marketing of your music to step outside of like, yo, like football has been over, music's my, you know, been my love, and like that's my wave. Um, because I mean, everyone, I will say, you know, growing up in the '90s, basketball with the Shaq Fu, and he was, you know, <laughs> making the rap, the raps and stuff. Right, there is got like Dame Lillard now, I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, even though he did have Biggie on a track, on a track, you know, but beyond that, it's like this idea of like, oh, like either he's like saturating the market. 
or you know platform or ballooning his platform type thing mm-hmm. uh do you find any type of i guess obstacle with that well i think my perspective on it is just different i, I know exactly what you're talking about of course i see it and i hear it um yeah, yeah. But i think my perspective on it is different my perspective on it is um it's almost like um uh, a badge of dishonor when you tell people you rap, right? Or if you hear somebody you that you, you know is like, oh, he's, he's he raps, or like he tries to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like even right. anybody, right? From I don't care if you work at a grocery store or if you uh, whatever. Unless you're like known for being a rapper, like it's like a like he raps, right? Um, yeah. But like think about like in the 1950s when doo-wop groups were famous, right? And that's what everybody was in a doo-wop group, yeah. right? How 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 much shade do you think the doo-wop groups got? Probably very little, right? If for some reason, rap has this stigma, like everybody wants to rap. And so how I look at it is, is like, because I used to feel like that too, but I was like, hold on, man. Like, wh- why don't I why don't I think everybody should rap? Like, why do I feel like this? And I couldn't come up with a, with a good answer. And what I found was like, all rap is, right, is it me trying to artistically express myself with the world that I see, right? So why am I trying to not hear everybody's, uh artistic expression like the world needs more art right so like mm-hmm. rap bro sing paint do whatever you have yeah. to do to express yourself and like the fact that we have a negative stigma r- around well rap because he raps like it just shows you how we view the world right it's just so like it's not it, we compartmentalize and it's not how i want it to be i just refuse to to view the world in that lens it's such a negative way to view the world like oh he raps i check out everybody and this was before i even put anything out I'm talking about if a dude was giving me a CD at at the gas station, right? Mm. Everybody, hey man, listen to my mixtape. I always, I put it in, like even I'm talking about yeah for years I've done this just because it's like you never know what you can find. I found That's great true. artists like that. I found great artists like that. I mean a lot of it is not my flavor, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. every now and then you'll find somebody that's like, yo, I love this shit. I enjoy listening to this. And I, I would have never found it if I was so egotistical thinking that this cat was just out here trying to hustle right. and get his thing on and my arrogant ass is like not i'm pumping my gas bro you know no <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and that's, you know it's cool with that oh, my bad Ty, go for it i would, I would say that's cool because i feel like i kind of you know I, I don't you know i don't i don't i'm not i'm not going to the extreme of taking the mixtape because you know one time i got hit with that and the dude wanted me to pay after i'm like bro what you, yeah no that's <laughs> I, come on now <laughs> i'm gonna pay for I'll pay hey, for shit bro. I haven't heard yet, dog. Yeah, like, come on, dog. Like, I get, I respect the confidence, but no. Um, but I like that, you know, if somebody tells me about uh, any artist or something like that, like, I have no, like, I'm like, yeah, of course I'll check them out just because I like hearing new people and new perspectives and shit. Yeah. But um, it's just funny, like, when you say that, because I'm like, if somebody just tell me they rap, I'm like, all right, please don't start rapping. Usually, like, if they just tell me, but if it's like somebody was like, they, I draw on the side. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Even if they said they sing, I'm like, shit, I kind of want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is about rap, but I'm like, I don't want you to, to spit bars right now. Because maybe it's just like we we just assume that they're going to be bad and I don't really know why. No, I, th- I think I think what it is, dog, is like, it's just, it's the reason why I like making your top five is a thing, right? Nobody's ever like, yo, give me a give me a top five country singers. Like, nobody does that, right? <laughs> no. Nobody makes a list of top ten. Like, nobody cares like that. I don't know but five the- country singers. <laughs> <laughs> But the reason is, is like, rap is different, dog. Rap is so personal, right? It's so it's so curated for your personal identity, right? And so you take it so personally. Like I've gotten arguments with my my dudes about top fives, like no, right? It's like it's a personal thing. And the reason why it's so personal is like, dog, like 
I don't think that Tupac Shakur is the greatest rapper of all time. I think there were more talented pen penmen with people with penmanship. There were more talented, but to me, Tupac Shakur is the greatest rapper of all time. Because when I was in my room as a kid and I didn't have any hope, I threw Tupac on and he gave me hope, right? And so how can you tell me that that hope isn't still alive? It's still here and, I, and, I, and it means something to me. So when somebody tell me Pac sucks, I'm like, fuck you, right? So it's, <laughs> it's personal because it helped us. It, it was a part of us, right? And, and the reason why we're so reluctant to try to get other people or let other people in our iPods, right? Or iPods, how old am I? Let other people in our playlists, <laughs> Um, is because uh, you're carving. You, you, what you're doing is you have to carve out a part of your personal space to invite somebody else in, and we don't want to do that. That's true, and I, I think that's why a lot of people, uh, many times you gain all your favorite artists when you're like pretty much in your teens, and you're like you're going through the shit, you know what I'm saying, or like a, you know uh-huh. early adulthood, and that's mm-hmm. when you pretty much get all your favorite artists, and then you kind of go like, all right, I'm good. Like nobody's yeah. as good as these people from. When I pretty much first discovered them, and then that's it. You know what I mean? There isn't, there isn't an era, there isn't an era where there ain't people in the next era saying they don't make music like they used to. Yeah. Not one. Nope. Yeah. Talking about fair. back in the 1800s, though. <laughs> no, they were listening to Stevie Wonder, like, bro, this dude's not as good as, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, even know. Like, like, I don't know what I don't know what these kids are doing nowadays, but this Stevie Wonder guy is not <laughs> Frank Sinatra. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> There's funny, there's agency to that also about, like you said, uh, being inclusive with like a being a fan of a certain type of music. I actually get the reverse of that. So like I've gone on record saying I hate country music. I'm not a fan. Like there's not anyone that could sway me That's wild. left to right, you know. And but see, you say that. And then I'll ask around and listen to a song, and I'm like, yo, I think this is a country song. I think I like it. And then I'll run to a homie that's like heavy with country, and I'm like, yo, I like this. This is country, right? They're like, nah, that ain't real country. Like. You don't like you don't really like country. I'm like, fam, all right, I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> and the, but I, I think that's weird that they want. They're like, yo, my music's the best. And then someone tries to jump in, and they're like, nah, you don't get it though. It's yeah. like, all right, well, it's so, I, I, it's I, so I, arrogant though. Like, but I mean, I, I've 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 fell victim to it too. But like, I mean, if you think like, cause like people will be like, that's they'll think it's a slight, right? Especially on social media, they'll be like, hey man, you suck. <laughs> fucking sucks. Or like, oh, you fake ass J Cole, or like, whatever the case may be. Right? However, they think they're they're sliding me, and I'm like. My guy, the only luxury in this entire world is time. And you chose to spend however many seconds mm-hmm. listening to my music. I appreciate the spin. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. appreciate it, dog. Like, yeah. it, how arrogant would I be thinking there's seven and a half billion people on this earth? How arrogant would I believe be to believe that seven billion people are going to think my music is good? That's the yeah. dumbest. So, like, I, I, I'm expecting people not to like it. <laughs> but right. if you spend any time with it, bro, it's, I appreciate it. Is there something behind, like, because uh, I'm sure people, mad people throw you love, too. Is there something about you noticing someone being negative heavier than someone being positive? Like, do you take the uh, same amount of time to be like, oh, word, you like my shit? Good stuff. Or do you find oh, yeah. yourself? No, all the time. No, yeah. all the time. no, no, no. I, I, don't really, I don't even really talk to people that are negative. And honestly, uh, okay. it, hasn't, it hasn't been that much because I don't think the whole bunch of people are checking for it like that. But so, like, the overwhelming majority of the feedback I've gotten has been positive. And um, I grew up on Nas. I grew up on Pac. I grew up on Jay Z. Like these dudes are legends to me. And Nas has a record label and he signed me. There's not much you can tell me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Congrats, <laughs> congrats like, on yeah. that, man. Congrats know, on like, that, fully, dude. I appreciate it. But it's like, what do you like? It doesn't matter what you think. Like one of the dudes that I used to listen to his little skip CD, that little scratch CD on, like mm-hmm. sign me. 
<laughs> that's good, awesome. And, and it had nothing to do with football, you know, the type of box exactly. they try to put you in, you know, so exactly. give them shots to that. Um, so transition a little bit. We also, we don't, on the pod, we try not to get political because um, if you are friends and in our circle, you kind of know where me and Ty stand. So we're not trying to be a monopoly. But yeah, man, um, I know you've been entering the political space. Uh, spectrum as a recent i don't know you know i said i don't really know you before the internet presence and stuff like that but have you been on politics kind of like your whole life or is it kind of been ramped up since of the political or the climate the polar times we have right now uh i I wasn't in the the politics but just more like specifically like it it wasn't as my my knowledge wasn't as, as broad right um because i grew up i grew up muslim and uh, it wasn't like uh, the Eastern Muslims. It was like the fruit of Islam, like Minister Farrakhan, like that kind of Muslim. Okay. And so when you when you grow up in that kind of environment, like they make sure you're very politically aware. They make sure that you know your Bible. They make sure you know your Quran, right? And so like that's the kind of environment that that I grew up around. Um, and so I was always aware, right? I, I knew a little bit more history than my peers and um, like stuff like that. But I never was like I I I wasn't like I, like I wasn't. I, I think. The difference is I care now, right? I always thought like politics were like a team, right? And it's like you're you're just picking a side and it just is mm-hmm. what it is. But right. my view now, as I dove really deep into politics, is no, it's like a it's like a morality issue, <laughs> and it's like, exactly it's, it's not a team. It's not a team. It's like you know, you either like enjoy or not enjoy, but you either are okay with people suffering or you're not like right. that's how i view it now and so um I'm, I'm way more politically active now than i was simply for the fact that i've just i just dug into it more uh, you know you got your blinders on when you're chasing something and uh while i i understood what was going on i didn't really understand the implications and so uh that's that's how that evolved i got you um yeah so growing up in new york uh, I'm from long island and my parents live in brooklyn now uh, so growing up in like political times around Bush and stuff like that, you know, say just like 9-11, for example, because that hits home yeah. for me inside. Uh, that definitely divided our city, our country on like, you know, political stances. Should we go to war? Should we not? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That at a, at the time, like you were saying, teams, I knew, I realized like, oh, some friends, parents root for the red team. Some parents root for the blue team. I feel like my parents are like, you know, heavy blue team. And that's what it was. And, like, you know, they mold your mind to make it seem like, all right, your team's the good guys, their team's the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And, and now getting to it as an adult, I live in the opposite. I live in Arizona where it's more red team, and I'm the weirdo for being the – I'm the bad guy for being the blue team, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And what has been really different, though, is, like like you just said, uh, it goes from, like, a, a moral barometer to then just, like, political – Arguments. So back when it was Bush, man, I think like people had an easier time arguing like, nah, we should do this political stance or we should do this. Now, man, it's like really hard to find that people can't even agree with me that the human being that's the president right now can't even have like a logical argument to the point where we're arguing the politics. It's now, yeah. like you said, right versus Evi- like it hasn't been as clear as it's been ever that there's right versus wrong. You know, I, th- I think. I think it has. I just think you were just young. Yeah. Okay. I Fair think you were just young because, like, because I remember my my parents having political arguments. Like, my dad was like writing letters to the government. Like, he was deep. He was heavy into it, right? But I just, as a kid, I was like, "Yo, fam, like, what's on the TV? Like, I don't care. Like, what are you guys talking about?" 
Um, but like now, I think social media, of course, it didn't heighten it, but it's always been very prevalent in our society. Like, I mean, right. you talk about like the policies they were pushing, like the war on drugs and the three strikes rule and like stuff like that. So like these policies that they put, they always had huge ramifications. But now I think this is the beauty to me of what if you could take away a, a pie. And I said this on uh, I was on um, uh, Pod Save America where they did a little tour. I don't know if you know Pod Save America. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. They have big old liberal podcast. And uh, they have they're like a tour, and I went to their Houston tour, and so like, you know, their 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 demographic is all liberals, right. and so like the crowd, right? So so I was like, yo, I, I was like, yo, let me play devil's advocate real quick and say, yo, I think we can take a positive of Trump being president, and everybody was like, what the fuck is he about to say? But like, th- this is it, is that, um, it forced it forced people to understand that politics affects your life. Like it's yeah. not like 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 when that stupid I hate that stupid talking point that whole um uh you try to make everything political like that isn't a thing that isn't political everything. like not one thing we talk about video games sports uh what, everything is political where you live everything why are you political. paying how much you paying the road you, the road you take to get to work like, how much gas costs yeah. everything Every, though, everything is and and so it's it, to me it's it's just so dismissive and what that says to me is like that's a privileged position i know that's a trigger word for like right-wing people but it's like it's a privileged position to say don't make it political well, that just means you're in a bubble like people are are hurting out here, right? And so, but like it was, it's always been prevalent. But now, like Trump's presidency, to me, it 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 magnified um, the positions of the GOP, right? And it magnified the positions of of, of the Democratic House. And so, uh, it, it it to me, it made our younger youth more active than they than 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 we were. Right. They're more politically active than we were. And to me, that's a positive. Like, I know it, we got to we got to weather the storm, but like, it's a positive. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with you. And uh, just taking it back to like I like how I was. I know I remember even as a kid, like that election, the first one, not the first Bush, but the second Bush one when it, all the shit happened with Florida. I just remember yeah. like my family being in a room and like they were like seriously concerned at that time. And it was. You know, right now we're like, oh, that's just Bush. But I'm like, I had the similar feeling that, you know, in yeah. 2016. And I'm like, yo, this is exactly how they were when they were like, what the mm-hmm. fuck with this Bush? Because, <laughs> you know, it went back and I didn't know at the time it went back to the first Bush who come who came out of Reagan. And we yeah. all you know, we all know what Reagan did to black people in the community. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when you're a kid, you just don't you know, you're everything's in your little world is like big to yeah. you. But it's you don't really think outside of that. Yep. Um, so you don't notice. And I, you know, I, I had already had, you know, these feelings in terms of like, you know, what was right and what was wrong. And then as I got older, I realized like, oh, no, like that also identifies with like, you know, the kind of politics that I do identify with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. And then that's where, you know, now people are saying like we can't we can't, uh, you know, disagree, uh, you know, amicably anymore. And it's like. Yeah, but it's like the reason, like it's one thing if you're like, <laughs> if we're arguing over like, you know, what type of taxes to use, you know what I'm saying? Or like we're arguing even, over economic even policies yeah. and like even then that's still, you know, sometimes those are mostly rooted in racism. It but matters. like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not about to argue over like kids in cages or whether or not you think I have a right to live and shit like that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's a why. disagreement, bro. Like that's straight, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, and that's why, that's what I'm telling you, you know, politics is every it permeates all of our lives like it, it is our lives and i always like tell people like i don't i don't 
like there's one there's one issue that like with like Republican I don't I don't, I don't want to bash Republicans but like with Republicans that I agree on right there's like one issue and it's abortion right it's a big thing and this is like what sway I don't say I don't say agree hold on let me take that back I don't say agree <laughs> it's where I see what they're talking about I mm-hmm. understand what you're talking about. I have to recognize the potentiality of life. To me, it doesn't supersede a woman's right to choose. So I'll just preface right. it with that. But um, I understand what they're talking about, and and this is and this is why it's like, yo, there there is no there is no common ground, right? No. There cannot be common ground because one side thinks, yo, you're taking away a woman's right to her own body. The other side thinks you're a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, how can we find common ground? Impossible. There will never be there will never be common ground there. There will never be common ground there. And so it's just like I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm actually kind of nervous. Actually, I'm not saying nervous. I'm actually kind of concerned because I like what's happening is politics has always been crooked, right? I, we turn this into a, poli- a, poli- a political podcast, but, did, poli- but it's cool. <laughs> politics has always been crooked, right? But the reason why corruption and and poli- and politics works is because the people are ignorant or politically dormant right they just don't it doesn't bother them what happens when people start to become aware of the policies that the, that their government is dishing out are uh, horrible and they're mean and they're cruel that's when revolution happens right and so i feel like that's really what we're on the brink of is like yo it's like it's a bubbling point like how 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 like you're not gonna take my guns like it's it's like yo it's getting real out here it gets it is a little (laughs) scary and i do think um you know one i think one of the reasons too why people kind of bow out on it is because the more (laughs) the more aware you become and the more you research it the the more disheartened you could be because then you're like you know everything's garbage (laughs) 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 you're like you're like even the stuff that i thought was cool you're like yeah, you know, like now I'm like I'm to the point where like you gonna be hard pressed to find any president that didn't you know do fucked up shit. It's impossible. Thousand percent. Even Obama. Anytime you argue with like I'm arguing with like conservatives, they're like yeah, but Obama and I'm like Doug, like I'm not like a super Obama fan. Like he was a war criminal too. Like like, almost every president. (laughs) Like the the USA has a vested interest in 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 keeping their presence in in other countries right and so that's like you're gonna have conflict of interest you're gonna have like shit that's not okay and that's yeah. the world we live in and i think that's why people kind of it, it i think it's a you know it's a twofold thing like they want to keep a lot of people ignorant but i do think there's a lot of people who you know they might try to and they're like i got enough shit to deal with in my regular life you know getting through it you know everybody has a whole bunch of hosts of things that we all deal with on the yeah. daily it's like i don't want to take on something else that i don't that you know, even though it, yeah. it affects me all the time, it feels like I can step away and yeah. kind of bow it's out like, on it and not worry about it. You know what I mean? No, it's a lot. It's disheartening for yeah. sure. Talk to me, tell me, baby. Talk to me, tell me. We got comfortable Maybe that's why I feel like I'm in control Meanwhile now the love just feels occasional Where's that smile we used to have? I told jokes and you get mad You think I'm still in the past Didn't we? Didn't we 
not to pick her up too much, but I know you were on an interview with Tommy Loren, and you've had interviews with people <clears throat> that you don't necessarily agree with. We don't have to get into that because I know you're going to uh, broadcast that and everything. But what's that like? Like, do they reach out to you? Is there kind of like, do you let them know, like, hey, I, you know, obviously I lean some sort of way, but I'm open to conversation or like, what's kind of that problem? I'm always intrigued on like how you guys, <clears throat> how you guys just end up talking, you know? Right. So, I, yeah, I run a podcast, man. And so and so my, my whole thing is I want to I wanted to have a, a, a forum where people can listen to like really interesting conversations. Right. And uh, well informed conversations that, that you can learn from. And so in doing so, I realized I'm going to have to cross paths with somebody who I disagree with. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and I think my little drop in the bucket of diplomacy in this on this earth is like all right it isn't like if if you're if your co-worker or your boss or your whatever the case may be is is opposite of the political aisle of you like you still have to exist in the same space and time right yeah. and so while i do deem it like as a moral issue i'm not gonna kill you because of your beliefs right, right. i'm not it's not kind of cash so like and i and i don't I really want peace. Like I, I, like I say that. Like people say they want peace, but they don't really practice that. I really right. want peace, and so I, if I want peace, I have to practice that. And part of me wanting peace, um, part of me practicing peace is like exuding, or at least being the example of, I right, here's somebody who I don't agree with pretty much anything about, but mm-hmm. we can sit across from the table and have a civil conversation, have civil discourse, and that's what needs to happen because. Like I said, like I'm kind of concerned about like there's a there's a boiling point to like a real physical yeah yeah physical altercations because of political uh, differences. It's a possibility. So I just want to do my part in sitting across from somebody who I don't agree with this and like having having it out like this is having yeah. a good conversation. And so how it happens is I'm sorry I didn't answer your question. Um, how it happens is usually um, I'll reach out my my people will reach out and they'll say yo Aaron what you want or in in their case I think he was her boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever was friends with my publicist or something like that not maybe not friends but like they knew each other and so uh and obviously her being on fox and me um <laughs> kneeling for the national anthem that's mm-hmm. really what her was like oh she's like oh i gotta pull up that i kneeled right mm-hmm. right i mean it didn't go the way she planned but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i appreciate you holding it down man i'm not a fan of hers which i guess like in, I mean, in case and in case you want, uh, because like, but talking about like that negative energy, like I spend energy just to be like, nah, I disagree with her. Like I don't even need to partake. Yeah, you know I just ignore her. And then like if she pops yeah. up on my timeline, I just laugh at her joke somebody cracked off on her. But well, I, that's that's the part that like, because she was also on my podcast, right? And I have that footage, and I'm I'm gonna release that in like a, a couple months or something like that. But. That was part of my gripe with her, right? And I'm like, yo, you can have all the political opinions you want, but my issue with you is that you're a you're a political pundit and you're known for these like irate rants, right? Like you really like and you and you're you're you just you yeah, you're mean, man. It's like it's mean. And I'm like I'm like right now you sitting across from me and you don't you don't seem like that. And I was like, and I think it's because I'm right here in front of you, right? Like you wouldn't probably talk to me like that in front of you. One, I would I would de-escalate the situation because I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to fight like that. I said, but the issue that I have with you is like I feel like you're playing a character, right? Oh, yeah, for and sure. And you and you and you're doing it for money. Yeah, and I, and it it it's, it's a, it comes across as, as as disingenuous, but you're actually 
part of the problem in, in America with political discourse. Like, he, he, I wouldn't know who you were unless you were unless you were had, uh, unless you had these takes that you have with True. all this aggression. I wouldn't know who you were. And so that's the issue. I know who you are, and and everybody's doing it, right? Especially on the right. Like, there's it's just mean spirited political pundancy, and, and it's go ahead. I said, that's what that's what gets some clicks. That's how I feel about yep. like Candace Owen or the or Stacey Dash, and I, you you can see right through it. It's like yeah. you just gotta find one black person to have that taken because it's so yep. odd, you know. what I'm saying that you know congruent to the black community that yep. obviously you can get famous that way. Yep. You yep. can just see. Yeah. I mean, you can see right through it. I mean, yeah. shit. I, I deal with it with Ben Shapiro. His yarmulke kills me, bro. We're always like, yo, yo <laughs> we don't claim him, son. Like, come on, he, he's not in the tribe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's 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 it's it's hard to listen to him talk, though. It's hard to listen to him talk. He sounds like Kermit the Frog, bro. He's just annoying sounding. I, I do want to go back to something you said before about you know uh, talking to you know different opinions. Cause I know I know you know you know Twitter gets the rap, you know, which probably is rightfully so for being a little too woke at times <laughs> over woke i guess you know worrying right. about the wrong things but i know i know people have like a uh you know there's some people who don't like when you give platforms to these people mm-hmm. that are obviously either they're you know obviously playing a character just right. view bullshit or um or they just have a an actual like harmful position and it's like do you do you want to give a platform to these people, for other people to hear this, this like this, like these kind of you know toxic uh, positions, right. um, or, or is it better to to look for the discourse? And I'm wondering if you ever thought about that and like how you balance it, you know? Right. So how I looked at it was like this, man. It's kind of like how I view like it's like having a flat earther on, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all ain't flat earthers, are you? Yeah. No. Hell no. <laughs> All right, man. He didn't I'm seem the, like it, but I had to check and make sure. I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's like having a flat earther on. Like, when we sit down, there's nothing that that person's going to say is going to change my mind. Right. I, I, I understand that the earth isn't flat. I'm not going to say anything that's going to change his mind. In his mind, he understands the earth is flat, right? So why even have a conversation? Right. I have the conversation not for either one of us, but for somebody out there who is on the fence, right? And if they if they have any kind of rationale to them, right? That's who I'm trying to reach. And if I have conservatives ain't going nowhere. They're gonna live in this country, right? Yeah. Like if it's they don't they ain't gonna take their advice, they don't like it leave, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna be here. And so if they're gonna be here, there's always young people or young politically that are unaware how to navigate these political waters, right? And so if I can sit down with somebody and logically walk them through why their position is irrational, maybe the person that's sitting on the fence could be like, wow, OK, I, now I see why that doesn't make sense. Right? right. Actually did that with Tommy with her. Like she she always beaten the, just to prove the point. It's like she's always beating this immigration drum. Right. She's like, you join immigration. <clears throat> and she's a Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, w- would I be wrong if I assume that you were a Christian woman? She's like, no, I, yes, I'm a, I'm a Christian woman. I was like, okay, perfect. Um, what do you think Jesus would do at the border? Would he turn people away? And she said, well, I understand what you're saying, but you know, it's it's different when you're in a country and yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, Tommy, how you doing, man? We ain't going nowhere. Like, you're gonna have to answer this question. Like, right. 
you think Jesus would do at the border? Would he turn people away? Do you think he would? And she was like, listen, I, look, I understand what you're getting at. And, and, da, 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 da. and I was like, we got all day. I'm not going to you, you go off of it. You're going to have to tell me. Like, you're going to have to tell me if you think Jesus would turn somebody away at the border. And I'm not even religious, right? I just know. Right. You just know. We all know. And so, and so, so she, she broke down and she said, no, I don't think you would. I said, okay, that's all. That's all I said. So to me, like your, your, your ideologies are conflicting, right? Right. Like who, who you aspire to be, right? Is not who you are. Right. And that says everything to me. And so if somebody's watching that, who is on the fence about immigration, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they look at that and say, if I'm trying to be Christ-like, why would this be okay? Right. And to me, that's 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 how you have to do it. Like, I don't need to argue with her. I don't need to call her names. I just need mm -hmm. to logically walk her through by her position. <laughs> when you're having uh, a conversation, when you, oh, my bad. I was gonna say, I like, I completely agree with that. Um, I do think though, uh, the times where I, like, cause I'm I'm usually leaning that way, but I, the times where I'm like, I get why they say not to have the people on when it's like. When they have people on like Richard Spencer or like, you know, a white supremacist group and giving them a platform could potentially help them recruit people who are already irrational. You know what I mean? And then that becomes harmful in a different way. Yeah, but I, I don't I, I agree. It's 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 definitely a possibility. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't I, you can't I can't live with my head in, in, in the ground like it, it, it's it's here. They're here. Conservatives mm -hmm. are here. Flat earthers are here. I can't be scared to have a conversation because somebody might also yeah. be a flat earth. I can't, I can't have that. I'm, I'm for people who are rational. Like, right. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to make ration, rationale and reason, uh, a normal thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not an outlier. So when she mixes and mingles <clears throat> though, like her personal opinion, like when you got her to cave on the Jesus thing and then she actually is like staunch on her, like, you know, like you said, her platform, her pundit, her carrot, her puppet tree. Mm -hmm. Is it, is there like even, point at the conversation at that point like are you kind of like is it hard work to sift between what she's being truthful with and then what she's trying to just stick to a script i mean all i gotta do is give you my opinion on it i don't know what's in her heart right or whatever yeah i guess that's true but from my opinion it does look like she um struggles with some of her talking points of like how she really feels mm -hmm. um but i mean i wouldn't know that for sure and i mean yeah. she could deny that to the day she dies i don't i don't know but it just I, I don't see how you could be a person of christ right which i don't really believe existed but still when you read his works good stuff right how could mm -hmm. you be a person of christ and 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 say the things that you do or, or or want to implement the policies that you do right like how they don't coincide and so like how how can you not have that cog cognitive dis dissonance i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me yeah i mean i worked at a news group out here in phoenix and they asked me to write a story, and it was just, like, a basic, like, it had nothing to do with, like, war or terror, and it was about a Muslim group uh, getting together for, like, a Congress meeting or something. Mm -hmm. And the guy, the producer, told me to make sure to write uh, terrorist group. And I was like, well, there's no act of terrorism here. They're just, like, meeting for a meeting. Like, this is this is just, like, Tuesday night with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, mm -hmm. he's like, nah, like, I want you to write terrorist group. But I really didn't feel comfortable and i'm not trying to act like you know, i'm the hero and i but i didn't even write the paper i kind of just kept pushing it to like the seven o'clock block and then the next guy hit it and yeah. i think he i think he did have the right terrorist though and it was just like yeah. man so that's like that's the if she's getting paid or anybody's getting paid enough they put that to the 
you know, they, they, I guess, tuck that. But for me, I just couldn't. And I'm not trying to say, like, yo, like, I'm wholesome Harry and I would never do that. But I guess, yeah, I wasn't getting paid enough. <laughs> and then beyond that, <laughs> beyond that, I just was like, I, did, I just didn't agree, too. Because, like, that's once, you know, as a Jewish person, like, you know, the Muslim shit, the one, the, one, the, the next train, the next stop on that train is, like, the Jews are taking over and all that shit, too. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't even like, I don't even like to hear, like, that type of, like, talking points from especially for my boss so you know right. obviously i don't work there anymore but uh i just remember being like you know this is the unfortunate part of people being like yo the media shapes this the media shapes that and i actually as like you know a proud journalist and sports writer and stuff like that i usually side with the media i'm like nah it's just that per that actual platform but then while i'm in the inside i was like damn like they do strong arm you you know yeah. and uh, I, should i remember i was at um i was at espn one time and I was just, randomly when I was there, um, I forget what happened, but like something broke where it was like some drama that had happened, and you could just see everybody scrambling, like because like, there was breaking news and like shit was going on, and like one of the dudes, one of the dudes that explained was like, "Oh man, we love it when this kind of stuff happens," and I'm like, "That's sick, dog." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Sick, dog. Like what kind of blood shark infested waters have I walked into? Wait, well, like, who was the we have a breaking news. It was like somebody I got injured. I can't, rem- I can't remember. It was like it was either like an injury or like somebody demanded a trade or like you know it was just, just drama. Like it's just drama shit. So it's like, <laughs> okay. and I feel like that's lighthearted because I feel like regular news is like, yo, somebody died. That's an A block. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and that's that's. And I was trying to tell people like, dog, like I was gonna do this segment on my YouTube channel called um, "You're the uh, You're the Problem." You're what's or you're what's wrong with the world. And to try to get people to understand that, like, the reason why clickbait stories happen, like, right, why, why news editors, um, like, newspapers aren't a thing anymore, right? So it's all it's all website driven, and so they have to drive clicks and have to they have to have ad revenue, like all of this stuff. The reason why this is a thing is because people read that shit. Yeah, right? they go where like, the money is, man. There would be no TMZ if nobody cared about who Kim Kardashian was fucking. There wouldn't right. be, like, it would, but but you care, and so there's a demand for it. I had I had somebody on my podcast who's a who's a who's a gossip blogger, right? And I got heated, right? Like I I, I probably won't put it out because I was cussing him out. Cause <laughs> I want to see that. It's, it's wild because I, I couldn't get him to understand that dog. You are the problem. It is it, you are the problem. He's like, man, I'm just reporting the news. I'm like, nah, dog. You, it's not just reporting the news. It's like you're sell, you're selling yourself. Like, do you really care? Like, what's going? Like, who is fucking who? Like, that's what you care about. He's like, nah, but the people want it. I'm like, so what? The people want crack. Does that mean it's okay to sell it? No. Yeah. And so he, he, but he couldn't get it through his head, and he was like, "I'm just reporting the news." I'm like, "Dog, you, this is the literal definition of a sellout. Like you sell yeah. it out." Yeah. <laughs> but he, he don't see it like that. He didn't see it like that. Right? Because you can, yeah, that's a good analogy with the crack. Because like you can, you can say somebody gonna buy drugs is some from somewhere else. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, like I, I gotta, it, I gotta make the money, but it's like you know it's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, man. And then, but but I was trying to tell people like, dog, like stop, stop. T- do your part not feeding into that shit because the the moment like reason and rationale and empathy becomes popular like that's what the that's what we're going to be sold like i mean think about it like if you look at if you look at like the democratic debates before this year right mm-hmm. like pre- in previous in previous elections they, they were nowhere near as progressive as it is now right it was not we're talking about police brutality they weren't talking about I mean, for God's sake, dog, they were, they were talking about reparations at these last <laughs> ones, right? Get the fuck. 
it's insane. But why is that? It's because now social justice is popular, right? It's a mm-hmm. popular thing. It's what the people want. And so whatever the people want, the powers that be give it to them. Mm-hmm. So you you move the needle on it. So stop feeding into this stupid shit. Smart. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, I guess that that is a balance because, like you were saying, everything's perception, though. So then, like, some people are just like, yeah, well, if there's a, a demand for it, I'm gonna supply it, you know? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. That's the drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a drug dealer. True. Yeah. That's that. Nah. Um, uh, well, kinda, I mean, yeah. Um. Kind of. I was about to say, kind of, in the same vein of uh, playing a character and Jesus too. Uh, the <laughs> are we gonna roll into the Kanye album? Yeah, I wanted to get into the music. <laughs> some of uh, Arian's music. And then also, you know, we had some questions about Kanye because we did predict the craziness like a year ago, bro. We were just like had a forecast, like a Kanye forecast. And we we definitely pride ourselves on like the first ones. We're like, yo, he's going to about to be off the farm and he's just about to just be texting and tweeting crazy. And then sure as shit, the MAGA hat and all that shit came out. And you know, I, didn't, I didn't see the MAGA turn. Though. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I always know, like you know, I was a I was a Kanye fan, um, and you know you can see over the years he progressively, you know, uh, kind of been bugging more and more and spazzing out on social media, and you know I didn't you know I didn't think it was gonna get to I thought he would just do regular Kanye you know stupid stuff and I mean he's with a Kardashian now so you know I'm thinking he's just gonna do Kardashian level things which is still sad but not you know you know people you know chose to be enslaved type shit you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah it was, it was definitely a lot but I'm, like and i'm like i'm just wondering where where this man's head at but then it, you know i saw an interview of him talking and he's been, he's pretty much just giving out you know maga talking points with like hotep shit like just <laughs> in all together and then he's the comments underneath it it just people like you know what he kind of got a point here i'm like fuck this is you know this is how people actually like feeling it's weird that people fall for this shit all the time and i'm like i need you know i know it was him you know trying to feel avant-garde at all times that made him arrive to this place where he's at where you think he need to be outside of the way most black people think or whatever the hell it is that kind of got him whatever that means right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's like bro like i i think it's I get why, I don't get why, but I get you, people look at the numbers of like, you know, 90% of black people vote for this. So is right. it groupthink or, you know what I'm saying? Or is it just that we all know what the fuck the, what the it deal is? Make, it just makes sense. You know, I was actually on uh, this political dude's podcast, his name is David Pakman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he informed me this, but I didn't even know, is that overwhelmingly, I think it's like 70 or something percent uh, Jewish people vote Democratic. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. That was wild yeah. to me. What do you and think? So, Were you Republicans? No, I, I I just never gave it any thought, right? But like that, they don't they don't ever throw that out. They, they'll never call. They'll, they'll never say it's Jewish group think, right? They'll only oh. say you got to get off this the, the the plantation, right? Imagine, and this is what bothers me. No disrespect to you, brother, but this is what bothers me about the the rhetoric behind the conservative rhetoric behind the little Brexit stupid shit, right? Yeah. Is like like one, they always say they're against identity politics, and then they go and. F- fund or start a Brexit campaign. It's the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah. But like, so they say we got to get off the democratic plantation, right? What was a plantation? That's where they kept slaves, right? That's yeah. a horrible thing to name your fucking platform, right? right? Like, imagine, imagine if 
Ben Shapiro started something that said we need to get the Jews out of the concentration camps. Like, how right. fucking crazy would that be? Right. The conservative concentration camps. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It would be. It would be outraged, right? It would be mm-hmm. outraged. We need to get the Jews out of the democratic concentration camps because that's it's the, it's a mentality. Like, it's the dumbest shit in the world, but it's okay because it's black. Like, right? Yeah. We're always okay with our pain. We are always okay with our pain. I think it's yeah. I think it's one they don't care about us, obviously. <laughs> but two, I think it's because we have so much shit to complain about. That us throwing on <laughs> another thing, and they're just like, there they go complaining about yeah, some shit. They just gaslight us, you know what I mean? It's so shit. You just be like, oh, they, here they go complaining about some shit that don't matter again, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and it's like, yeah. bro, like, and they're like, how, and, you know, it's for everything, but I want to yeah. die down, you know, I was about to go into blackface, but either way, Real it's thing, like, you know, bro. that's exactly what ends up happening. They just like, oh, here they go complaining about another shit, so they can just use that shit. But it's like, bro, there's a reason, and it, they try to, they try to use all the dumb shit, like, oh, remember, like, you know, Democrats were the ones that had the KKK, and it's like you think why? Uh, and it was like we used to vote Republican for a reason, and then switch to Democrats for a reason because we're not stupid. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, that thing is, I, I can't, I don't even understand that. Like, that's like high school level history class stuff. Yeah, like People I don't, know. I don't know. Like, it's like it's, and this is why it's like. It's it's almost like a waste of time engaging with somebody who who says something like that because what you, what you're then doing is you're saying okay you either are historically ignorant and I don't mean in a negative context I just mean you have a lack of knowledge like you just don't understand what took place or you're like evilly trying to manipulate people like and that, both are bad but this is pretty worse like yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know he's not even even engaging that I don't understand I don't get it right so, I think he, they're like betting on somebody you saying that and then. They're just taking that like, oh, shit, and like not even you, you do a Google search and you just find out like, oh, that's why. That's <laughs> you what, know what I mean? About, we were talking about the because um, somebody was asking me about it on Twitter. And that's what you was kind of talking about was um, it's it's interesting. Like Kanye is always like, we got to get off the Democratic plantation. Like He's always talking about Democratic policies. And they're the ones that did this three strikes rule. That's a Democratic policy. But he never brings up Republican policies that have right were horribly done done horrible things to our communities. Right. The war on drugs, like he never brings up Reagan, right? right? He never brings up Reagan being a racist, like like he never brings up all of these things. Redlining, he never brings up gerrymandering, right? He, he one, I don't think he knows what any of that stuff is. No. But two, it would dismantle his whole stance. Yeah, and so, and, and so I'm so waiting for somebody like to interview him that knows what they're talking about to challenge him. And I was like, and I don't, I don't, I wonder if these people in in these interviews just don't want to like, and I think Sway maybe tried to. Nah, yeah, man, he did. I, yeah, I, I think like, they're so is... happy. He's such a big name. They're so happy that he's they there. Like they're just like, yo, we gotta let him, let him cook. And I'm just, like, like, nah, dog. This is hard. Like, you know who did was um Van Lathan. Yeah, yeah, it was Van, Van Lathan. Cut him up. And then what happened? He he, he, he shut up because he had he had. Once you run out of talking points and you realize it's just surface level, like you have to shut up or else yeah. you just you change the subject, right? That's a, that's a logical. That's a logical. The next logical step when people don't know what they're talking about, and and that's exactly what happened. Is he started telling them how he was wrong, and he stopped. He's like, you know what? I love you, brother. Can I get a good hug? Oh, and you want to hug? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh yeah, let me get up off this. It did, yeah. I, it's funny because that is literally what people say. Like, you can't keep blindly following Democrats and then don't give any policy that would make us want to go to the other side or whatever the hell and it's just i'm like all right bro so you just saying we shouldn't roll with the status quo because how's that working out for you it's like why i should just shake it up 
because they, you know what I'm saying. And it's they, like, they always frame I, it like. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, was like, I also hate that they just assume that we don't critique that's, the other that's, side too. That's what we, I'm saying. You know, bro, like they, we not yeah, idiots. They, they frame it like. You are just blindly in love with Democrats. Like, no, fam, I'm picking the lesser two evils. Evil. Right. Both of these people suck. Right. Bro, it's, they it's suck me, last, though. Right. It's me picking <laughs> the the ramen noodles with the actual packet in there and <laughs> half a ramen noodles with no packet and all I got is salt, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, give me the give me the, give me the, give me the flavor. I'm gonna yeah, take exactly. the flavor. <laughs> well, I mean, that's also like I said, people basing what they think is their norm, like what is the norm. I think a lot of people that just flock to republican is because like you're saying there's like pungent talking points that i feel like democrats uh touch on so like for example guns uh abortion Mm -hmm. and i'd say like you know i get uh, immigration and then probably health care right and those four things i don't even know if they dive as much into health care because i think i think it's one of those issues where most people actually agree yeah, but, but I, you know I've saying? heard people say like I don't have to, I shouldn't have to pay for it. Like I've heard yeah, people. Yeah, but they say, hit you, you know, with the bullshit that's, points. That's on crazy. The, yeah, they hit you with the bullshit like talking points on the initially, but they don't dive that deep into into yeah. it because then they would realize that I, most. I, people I, don't I, on I, I admit I was very um, unaware about healthcare for a long time because even like when I'm in college, one when I was growing up, we couldn't afford anything. So I just if I was sick, it was just like never flu, and I didn't really ever go to the hospital ever. Um, and I, I, you know, granted, I didn't have any like major things happen to me. Right. Uh, luckily, but like, I, I just never really went to the hospital, went to college. Right? I mean, high school, never really, nothing really happened. Went to college. They take care of all your medical and all your, all your expenses there. I went to the NFL and had like the best insurance in the world. And plus you still got doctors at your beck and call. So I never really thought about healthcare. And mm. then, and then it was like, excuse me, like my revelation into politics. And I was like, hey, hold on. They're arguing about you paying taxes so that other people can have access to doctors if they get sick. Mm-hmm. And you're not a, you're not for that? What or even what bro, the? to give you like a, a work like the uh, give you like a definitely like a micro example of that. Yeah. Is like the argument could be as strong as like this. Like someone gets paid on the 18th, right? And they have a uh, prescription they have to pick up on the 17th. They don't have money to pick up the prescription on the 17th, so they got to go a day without medicine. There's people yeah. that the people that argue like, nah, it's whatever. Like, what if it's someone's inhaler, like something they can't breathe on, the and they argue like, well, nah, I mean that's just they should have saved up. Whereas we're arguing like, well, if there was a little token in their paycheck from the last check for them, or if it was covered, he wouldn't have to worry about the the 10.99 prescription, uh, whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah, he could just I bet pay you that as you ask him what Jesus would do on that too, they would. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> they, be, they would know the answer, but they would. But that's it, I, the thing that's funny too is with healthcare, you can even make it. You can just make it selfish. You don't got to even make it altruistic. You you pay in taxes for your own fucking healthcare. <laughs> like right. paying for yourself, essentially. Like I'm yeah. more than willing to pay the extra taxes so that I could be like, yo, I I don't know if I could go to the doctor. Or get a procedure this month because I don't know how much that shit gonna cost. You know what I mean? Like and like and top of the fact is you know that just cherry on top that everybody else has that comfort. No matter how long you know it would take to get a doctor, but it's like how long does it take to get into a doctor's office already? You know what I mean? And so that's 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 when I was like, all right, this is not like team A and team B. This is like 
are you a good human or are you not a good human, though? Like, that's that it changed my mind because I'm like, I, I, I always think that they view society like in a very selfish way, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't view society like that. I view society like, like you're talking about a micro, like a, a, a village, right? So, like, you gonna go get the corn, right? You gonna tend to the fields and make sure the corn is, is made. I'm gonna go hunt the meat, like, you go fetch the water, right? And, and somebody grows the potatoes, right? I'm I'm going to hunt the meat, but because I'm hunting the meat and I didn't get the corn or the potatoes or the water, we're we're trying to survive. That doesn't mean I shouldn't have any of your water that you went to go. You got the water, but like, right. bro, I got the meat, right? So right. it's like exactly. this economy, we're all eating off of each other, and so because that we're all put into this pot, but and they all, they'll never they'll never concede the fact that. Uh, we have a whole bunch of socialist programs with the oh, yeah. military, the police, that's... the roads, the you know what I mean? People it's like what that. they're comfortable with, right? And it's it's just it's it's beyond hypocrisy, but it's like it's just like I, I, I couldn't operate under that guise of like I, I you could take I'm sorry I'm getting real deep, but you could take seventy percent of my money, dog, and if that means like everybody in the country can have healthcare, like a little kids, like I wouldn't care, dog. I don't need right. that much, bro. And I think once we get over that hump, we really realize like you don't need that much, dog. You just yeah. need food, a roof over your head, and 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 and, and, and some entertainment for yourself. Like right. You want to be able to do what you know, if you want to go do something cool, you can do it. Yeah. But like yeah. other than that, you don't really need that much. And I think that's what just you know, but obviously there's people who are up at the tippy top that you know, are, you know, thriving off other people having that mentality, even though they're shortchanging themselves, but... Sorry, man, I got all passionate around. Look, fellas, I asked you nicely, but We got like super <laughs> political after saying let's not get political. Did, so you, did listen you listen to the Kanye, to the Kanye album? album? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did listen to the Kanye album. Um, I don't know. It's I'm. A, I was. I, I am. I'm still a Kanye fan, and when I say that, I I I have to handcuff it with i don't subscribe nor do i condone nor do i enjoy the stuff that he's doing now politically or just as a man right but he has given me some of the best music that i have ever had and so like i can't just throw him in the trash as a human right how can i be for prison reform right or or programs where uh ex-cons get jobs and i can't think Kanye one day is going to be okay, right? I just can't do it. So I say all that to say that Kanye's given me some of the best music I've ever heard in my life, and it's helped me through a lot of bad times. And so, like, I appreciate him for that. But this new music that he's making, it's just not for me, man. Like, it's just not for me. And just to critique it, I I think there was, like, two songs on it I was, like, really vibing to. I think it was, um, I don't even remember. Uh, I think that's the the one that I I thought was good. And we we have all we need. We got it. And that was a little bop, right? Yeah. Um, but 
those 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 are cool songs, but it, it, to me it just it felt rushed. It felt like I, I understand studio quality, right? And so like I felt like the mix on it was horrible. Like that's just me. I I it's it's weird to me. It just it just sounded like you recorded it in a closet. It was just yeah. And it, the thing that makes it my bad, my bad. Um, the thing that makes it funny about the quality sucking is like how is the quality bad when it was delayed two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're Kanye though. Like, you have access to any stuff. You can buy. I don't get. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't get it. Like, he. I guess he had uh, consequence. I guess mix it overnight because it didn't come out on time. On you know, which I thought was gonna happen. It didn't come out on time the Thursday night or whatever, and it was delayed two weeks. So you were gonna put it out two weeks ago, but y'all didn't even mix the album. How does that work? I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, mean, I don't understand anything. You've process. seen the way the dude dresses. He calls that fashion. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is like you know organization, but like his. his, his I think. Way of it. I think he's just not. I, I think it might. I don't know. I'm not gonna psychoanalyze him too much, but you know, I think it's just the way he thinks. He's just not really done with things, and I think it's. I think he just like he goes back and tweaks so much that uh, he just yeah. ends up. I can relate that, to that though. That. Yeah, uh, like, like sometimes I listen to my music like that's out, and I'm like, oh, I wish I can go back and change this. Like, oh, I fucking hate that. That's in that. You know what I mean? Like, I I I understand that aspect of it, but for me, it's like more. I I I I don't. I think I'm being lied to with him, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is genuine. I just I just don't like for somebody who is giving themselves to God, right? I know like I know a few people who are like uber religious, and that that's they shit. That's they bag, right? They're my people's. Mm-hmm. And they follow that shit, right? They follow that shit. Mm-hmm. And for him, a lot of those interviews that he was doing, it would bother me because it was like he would say, "I was making the devil, the devil's music." Yeah. And you know, now I gave my life to God. I'm like, all right, let, let's let's see how for real you think you was making devil music. Everything you are is because of that devil music that you was making. Exactly. All the, these companies you started, uh, this money that you have, everything you are is because of that devil's music. Give it, give it away. I bet nah, you he wouldn't. <laughs> like he's not gonna divorce his wife, even though now she's like pretty much everything that he, you know, you know, he probably don't stand for it, allegedly. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bro. His, this whole thing reads a televangelist type shit <laughs> on some real D shit, and that's where I'm like, all right, bro. Like, I, like, and again, I get it. He had already had like you know religious stuff all throughout his music, and I'm like, you know, that's that sounds like somebody who. You know, there was tied to it. It wasn't sure. And I'm sure maybe he did give himself to that stuff. But it's like, you're not really, you're not really doing that. Yeah, and you, you're using, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're using religion for something different. Like, and I'm like, that's not really what gospel is. To me, it's not that much of a gospel album. You know what I mean? Is you know, it's just him, for, like I said, it's on some to- televangelist shit where he's just kind of using it. Yeah. Well, and, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like I, I feel like that too, and I could be wrong. But it's just like, who I don't know who said that quote. It's like people never remember what you say to them, but they always remember how you made them feel. And so that's just why I feel. That's just how I feel right now. And and two, like the bars ain't crazy, man. So it's like <laughs> never been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, closed on bad. Sunday. Again, I didn't you have any. I didn't have any faith. God, they closed on Sunday. So. My chick. That was a horrible line. A horrible. Line. I don't even like Chick Fil A, bro. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, hey, that kind of goes back to our analogy about the, <laughs> or not even analogy, our our thing about the com- the comedian workshop and us. Like, do you think? And I was saying, like, is Kanye at that point where people are gonna go download the album instantly when it drops? Is he just workshopping us? You know, like could, could be. I don't know. I'm always gonna check for. Him. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to I'm always going to And at this point, and it's like, even when, because there's been times where, I, like, with Jesus, where I was like, I didn't like it. And then I came back. I was like, oh, you know, I like this now. So, <laughs> you know. I got you one know, of my favorite Kanye tracks yeah. on the Bound to. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm like. So, well, that's why I'm always like, I'll go check. But then I'm like, you know, you can't, again, he's disappointed me the last two. But then he'll do something like producing the Pusha T album or, you know, the one with Cuddy wasn't that music- bad. He's a musical genius, so I'm always going to see what he's up to artistically. But I just don't appreciate um, where it's coming from anymore. No, no. And one other thing in one of those interviews that like just made me mad was him just saying like, you know, black people are like more concerned with like, you know, buying certain things, buying foreigns, and all this. I'm like, meanwhile, dude is selling 175 dollar <laughs> Jesus is King shirts, long <laughs> sleeves, and I'm like, bro, this don't add up. Oh, don't like add up. The, the white tees that are like 500 dollars or whatever. Exactly. It's just dumb. It's just. You dumb. selling us 800 dollar Yeezys, and you're saying that we're too concerned with material things. Like, what is? Dumb. Where is that? You just want us to buy your shit, pretty much. And that's the thing. It's like. Uh, Trying to find logic is in his ethos right now. It's just you can't do it, and so I can't. I can't rock with it. So I, that's why I feel like I'm either being lied to or he's just that dumb. Yeah, <laughs> which is you know all both bad. Could be. Could be. Could be both. <laughs> um. So again, to your music, man. Uh, I've listened to a couple tracks, couple out, or a couple of uh, songs and stuff yeah, like that. I didn't even know you rap. I gotta do this now. I gotta go. I gotta go listen. So right. Bobby Bobby Fino is that your rap name? Is that your government? Like where we at? <laughs> no no no, my, my government is Arian Foster man. But I, <laughs> no, I, I never you. I never liked my name. Like I I hate my name. Um, but I mean I, I didn't name myself, so it's like yeah. it is. Um, and so like um, and and never and and going into like music, it never sounded like artistic to me, right? Like it uh, it just it, it didn't give me any kind of good feel. It just it was always yeah. And so I just I just switched it up. It's not like a alter ego. It's like it's still me, bro. It's just I don't. I got you. Aaron Foster doesn't sound cool to me. I don't know. So that's uh, the that's the shit on Spotify, Bobby Fino. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I just I, I just released the EP, and but my first project was that Flamingo and Koval. Sick. The like so you were talking about categories and people putting you in boxes and stuff. I I'm I I'm like I like music. Talking about I'm not like the best like music head. Like I'll bump like old 90s and 2000 r&b that's actually the last playlist i played but uh i, I was categorizing your stuff if i will as i liked it as spoken word r&b do you think that's a an it depends on what track you heard which, which did you hear uh swan and yeah. was, was that omar like him a lot yeah that's yeah. my guy yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. um yeah so so that ep was was more so it was a conceptual ep right it just, okay. it was, those are all about love songs right um, or not, not, I don't want to say love songs, but it's just like my relationship with uh, um, love, right? And so like Swan is about like um, telling a girl that she needs to love herself more, right? Um, like the, at, the, at the very end, there's, there's there's probably one of my favorite tracks I've done. Um, this, the last track, it's about, it's called Miss Carrie. And it's about um, uh, when I was like 19 years old, the, the, the woman that I was with, uh, we, 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 we got pregnant and uh, she had a miscarriage. Uh, and like just kind of exploring that the different dynamics between being young and, and going through that and I, I put it in the I phrase it in a way of like talking to the miscarried child right and so it was a really dope way of doing it so it's like 
I wouldn't say spoken word. That's not how I would categorize it. But it was oh. just like um, I, I I care about this. Like we were talking about, I care about literature. I care about <clears throat> words. I care about that. That, sh- that means shit, something to me. And so like I care about that. So I got you. All right, that's fair. Is there a is there a type of like so in your arsenal with rapping and singing and stuff like that? Is there a part that you're trying to I guess like in your next music, your next projects? Is there going to be more of certain style or is it going to be just the mix? Now nah, the next project is going to be like bars. Like, okay. Okay. Cause I, I'm gonna rap. Like I'm gonna rap on that. Like I, I, I have it out. I'm crossing my fingers, but I'm almost sure I can get um a feature with Nas on there. Oh shit. And so I gotta come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do yeah, a music video. Gotta, That'd be dope. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. I'm horrible at music videos, man. I, was, I, get all awkward. I don't shit. know what to do with my I hands. I always thought of that. Like you know, you take a photo, you know, mm-hmm. with your hand. I'm like. You know, you got to go to the, you know, the rap tropes or whatever. You know what I, I mean? don't have it. I, I, don't, I don't have it, dog. I don't know. Whatever that is, I don't got it. Like, so, like, I used to do photo shoots for, like, football and shit. And, mm. like, the guys would be like, hey, man, give me some energy. And I'm like, dog, I don't I don't have it. Like, <laughs> this is weird, yeah. weird as fuck. I'm, it's not my style. That's probably it. Uh, I uh, I'm a I'm I work for semi pro football league. I, I do broadcasting and um writing for them, and it's I'm actually in the works of like trying to big up our we're building a podcast and like a brand for them and. I'm trying to kind of cut down the stigma between athletes and media people, like how there's sometimes that bridge of like, yo, you don't get it, you don't play the sport, and then you don't get it, like you don't know what it's like to be in journalism school. Like there's a balance, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but with uh, with them, it's tight because like I'm actually learning, like because these dudes work nine to five on top of playing football, yeah. and uh, it's kind of cool to see the personality and stuff, and uh, that that just kind of was into it. It's like the pictures and stuff that like they don't know how to pose. It's more of like a like standing yeah. like a soldier, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm yeah. with you. At that. I don't like pictures myself, man. As much as I love I being it. out there on the cameras and stuff, I'm more of a, I'm more a video guy. You know what I'm saying I like to be in motion. Yeah, I hate it, man. So, uh, yeah. So the music is hot, man. What's um? You said in the next couple of weeks, or what's the next project? If you can speak on it, like when's the next thing dropping, dropping? Yeah. So in about a month, month and a half, I'm gonna have like a like a little three pack, like three songs that I've been working on. Really, really dope, man. I'm. I think it's some of the shit I, best shit I uh, wrote, written, whichever one feel, feels the correct slot. Um, and I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> and then next year, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm all, all the while working on the next album. Um, but just I'm like throwing out these little pats because, you know, you live in a society today where people forget you make music if you don't put out something every other month. Yeah, the way it works so, now. T- tell yeah. us about it, dog. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate it, man. I hate it. It's like, it's like I remember... I dropped, I dropped my first album. And I was super proud. And I'm talking about, dog, we, we, like, I outsourced musicians, like, pianists, like, guitars, horns, like, strings, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a real, the, the, the production quality was real. And it took, it took about a good, like, 12 months to put this thing together. Like, and then with the mix of this, man, I, I send them back. I was talking about, like, four, four months of just going back and forth with the, with the, with the, uh, with the audio mixer and then mastering and just, like, whatever. <clears throat> Two, uh, it, it, the album drops and two weeks later he's like, man, I'm st- I'm still bumping your album, man. When you coming out with some new stuff? And I was like, bro, fuck off, bro. What are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's that just took crazy. a year from me, but that's the world we live in, bro. But to me, and, and this is why, like, I, I would not usually cite um, uh, side with um, older generation saying young generation the quality level is dropping, right? I think it actually is, right? And yeah. quality, I think, is subjective. But I think the time in which people put into making music is exponentially going down, uh, going going down. And I think the quality of the music suffers, right? So you're not gonna have like crazy 
compositions like Earth, Wind, and Fire or Confunction. You're not gonna have that stuff anymore because if you're if you're if you're an established artist, you have to always put out content. Right. And if you're doing that, you you have so many different facets to your business now, right? You got merch, you got this, you got that, you got that. You probably aren't just staying and living in the studio. Like that's just not the world we live in anymore. Yeah, I think I I gotta agree. And it's like only like the tippity top high end artists can like have the luxury like a Kendrick has the luxury to take his time because you no know, three years from now we're gonna check for the Kendrick Lamar album you know what I mean or Beyonce can take out as much time as she wants or yep, but like yep. if you're somebody on like I guess like the baby's popping right now like you gotta and, go yeah you can't because you you know you, you you could be like Fetty Wap and, have, and take over for a whole year and then which was wow he about was you, the next man that's exactly. crazy <laughs> and then he disappears for two years and then he tries to drop a song and nobody cares. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's it's just crazy uh, how that is. And then, yeah, that's why we got people turning you know more stuff out and there might not be you know as much thought process behind it. You getting people putting way too many like songs on the album so they can get the streaming numbers and it's a whole bunch of stuff. But I I do yeah. think usually. It's just people falling on nostalgia when they complain about the younger generations, for sure. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm not like I, I understand it's not like a lot of the music I just can't resonate with me because like I, I don't really be dancing and shit like that, so it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't I can't it's not, but like there are some cats that are talented and I yeah. I, I enjoy their music, so it's not I don't think it's a generational thing. I think it's just like a style preference. Respect. Um, That's why I don't really say I'm considering myself a fan of any type of music. Like if a song is good, I like it. And then, like I said, the people are like, well, yeah, but you don't know country or you don't know rap. You're not in these in these streets. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. But yeah, man, we do Song of the Week, man. It's our, one of our favorite segments of the pod. We like to bring on Ty likes to enlighten me in the buckets on new music that's been um, out there. I like to take it back to the old school and hit him, hit him with a throwback. Um, or sometimes I'll do something topical, like that's the trend of the week or something. And it's a song that's just been like the same theme. Um, so this week, man, I just got done go- grocery shopping. Uh, you know, I'm a proud uh, patient of medical marijuana, so I'm you know heavy in the clouds. And uh, one of the biggest uh, problems I have is I go to the grocery store stoned and on an empty stomach, which is like the worst trio. Nah, yeah. I, w- I walk out with a lot of Oreos, you know what I'm saying? But uh, mm. so then I went, I just went right now, bro, and I was stressing out. You know, I got anxiety and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I, I don't know what to get. I was getting like tuna and pasta, whatever. So, yeah, man, grocery shopping was on my mind. And I'm hitting you guys with groceries by Chance the Rapper. Oh, my, wow. <laughs> my, wow. My, my, song, my song of the week. So, yeah, what do y'all got? Um, I know I usually do like the album reviews. We really, we did just review Kanye's album. So, I, uh, you don't really need to dive back into that. <laughs> I think you can pretty much tell how we all felt about it. Um, right. uh, I did listen to uh, that Guap Dad 4000. I don't. I think that's how you say it. If, if you don't know who he is, he was on uh, the, uh, what's it called? The Revenge of the Dreamers compilation mm-hmm. album that dropped in the yeah. summer. He had a couple of spots on there. Um, dude's pretty cool. He kind of goes back and forth between like singing and rapping. Uh, so, you know, he got some cool features on there. I guess my song of the week would probably be Isaiah. Which is like him, um, it's him, McKee, uh, Smino, I want to say, and then um, Denzel Curry. So that's gonna be my song of the week. Uh, you did you listen to anything uh, this week, Aaron? Yeah, I, I, I was googling man because I was like, I, I love new music and just 
always trying to hear some new shit. So one of the one of the jumps was um it's it's by uh Khalid Khalid or Khalid. Uh, I'm, uh, I think it's Khalid, is the singer one, right? Yeah, yeah, he's saying. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's called Self. It's produced by uh, one of my boys, uh, Hit Boy. That's my oh. guy, but he's like a he's a killer man. But um, it's called Self. It's just dope, man. It's really dope. Well, shit, man, that's awesome. Uh, again, man, uh, <clears throat> we've arrived. You know, finalized our favorite segment of the pod. Burn, burn, burn. Uh, this has been. <laughs> Volume 102 of the Bucket Out Podcast. Varian, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. Yeah, you know, like dude. I said, we're the Bucket Hat Boys. We've been grinding for like three years. We kind of have no end in sight. I know, like you were talking about, like everyone's got a mixtape. I know everyone's got a podcast. With us, yeah, man, definitely. you know, with us, we have the organic chemistry. So we are a brand alongside with the pod, and we got a clothing line and stuff like that. And for us, you know, we got radio backgrounds. I did sports. You did music in college. And we're trying to just, you know, continue our life and make a life that, like you are saying, like we're into creating and you know, be putting ourselves out there. So may it turn into voiceovers on a cartoon or, you know, movie roles or even making this a full-time show. It's all endless possibilities and, you know, appreciate you adding to that potential. So, yeah, um, Richard taking a, like the time out of your day, like two hours. This is crazy, man. I would yeah, definitely yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, no, nah, man, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy genuine conversations, man. It's just like, um, I, I like to do this, like hop on random people's stuff just because it's like you never know who you're gonna meet you never know what kind of mixtape the cat got right so it's yeah, like yeah. I, I just enjoy i just enjoy meeting different different people from different walks of life so i appreciate y'all having me on man yeah this is a dope ass conversation podcast so this is this is awesome yeah and uh, i'm looking forward to your show coming back out and all those episodes and you know we don't know what the future holds so you know if wherever where you're at you're ever in arizona we gotta link up man and you know what I'm saying? And maybe do some more content and stuff like that. But other than that, bro, I think we're going to let you go. Like you said, we've definitely honored with all the time you spent with us. But I always sure. thank Ty for putting up with me week in and week out because I always think that, like, man, I got to count my blessings for him putting up with me. Because I, <laughs> I know I'm a, I'm a lot. But, yeah, man, uh, this is the Bucket Up Podcast, Volume 102. We're the Bucket Hat Boys starring Arian Foster, special guest in a building, in another building. Go listen to that man's music, for real, though. Yeah, go listen yeah. to Bobby Fino, bro. It's dropping on, all what, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that? So it's on everything. Just type in Bobby Fino and it should pop up, man. All right, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. Course. Same as um, well, man. Uh, but then after the Buckhead Boys for Arian, we out. Cheer. Two tone diamonds by the blind dead by And your girl, she hooked on finest. Cause she do whatever I say. Hey, money don't solve my problems, but I'm doing good. When I unlock all my chakra, bro, my enemies gon' pray When these fuckboys gon' come try me, and it's finna be that day Got this beautiful woman with me, and she finna be that bae She said that pussy tastes like ice cream, and I'm finna eat sorbet If my brother got that chopper, bet his enemies on skates Yeah, I'm a Gucci, my wrist frosted My mind, I almost lost it My main bitch got that test back, so she know that she ain't cautious We just boss it, she just toss it My nigga, DB, off shit That chopper love to sing, but shit, sometimes it just be talking, hey.